Hello everyone, I am on here to talk to you guys about one of our affiliates, Culture of Life 1972. Culture of Life 1972 started in 2019 with a vision to design a fashion brand that celebrated all life. They care about the impact that style has on future generations. One by one, they are leading a fashion movement that protects and values life. It's simple, fashion should be good for you. You can head over to their website, col 1972.com and use our code those other girls 1972 to get 10% off of all of your purchases. They have cute clothes, jewelry and accessories available for everyone. All right, you guys, thanks so much. Like that 7 minutes is very interesting or even if it was 20 minutes where nobody saw it. it's just very interesting like what could have happened in that short amount of time that absolutely nobody saw or nobody knows where she is or anything like that especially because it was such a short period of time seven minutes that's a very short yeah, period yeah for something crazy to happen that a nobody very would short period okay yeah. Vic, do you have any other questions before we get into theories and then you can tell us your theory okay um so uh, she just vanished and then it's like never there's Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? <laughs> well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And I'm Abby. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Okay, you guys, we have our true crime expert person, Abby, on with us today. Um, We're going to be talking about a very interesting case, um, the Maura Murray case. Vic has never heard of this. um, so I don't follow true crime. Yeah, she's not really that into it, but we're trying to pull her in at least a little bit. Um, And... She, everything is going to be her honest, like real reactions. We're going to go over what happened and theories. And then we're going to do, um, and apparently also too, this is like one of the most listened or most covered cases, which I guess when I started doing research, it kind of was, but I was listening to another podcast, talk about like true crime podcasts in general. And the guy was like, yeah, he was a true crime podcast. And he's like, yeah, and people always ask me to do the murder the Maura Murray case but I mean it's the most covered one why would I do it and this was already after I decided that we should do the Maura Murray and I was like okay like geez but no I think it's um an interesting case I think that it's also too I do think it's always good to get exposure when someone is missing and they haven't been found because you really never know who's going to listen and who knows something um and not saying you know that our someone in I mean someone in our audience could know something we don't know um but I do think like 
any missing case, I think is so important to cover. Um, so yeah, so this is a very popular one. Um, you can find tons of different podcasts on it, but hopefully we're going to, so we're going to start doing a new thing at the end where we just talk about like a lesson that we learned from this. Um, so hopefully there'll be, we'll have a different spin on it or it'll be, this will still be a unique experience. Cause at the end of the day, either way, it will be unique. Cause there's no other podcast like ours. <laughs> Okay, so Abby, uh, let's take it away. Okay, so I really didn't know very much about this case before I researched it. Really? So, okay, yeah, I know. Surprising. Yeah, uh, it was but the most popular I, I case. I listened, <laughs> right, right. I I remember I listened to the Missing Maura Murray podcast like a while ago. I, it was yeah. years ago at this point. It came um, out in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I listened to that a little bit, but it's been a while. So I had to like refresh myself a bit, but <laughs> all right, I'll get into it. So Maura Murray was born on May 4th, 1982 in Hanson, Massachusetts. She was the fourth child of her parents, Fred and Lori Murray. And let's see, she was raised in an Irish Catholic household, which I love because I'm Catholic. <laughs> um, so is Vic. Mm-hmm. oh are you cool nice. yeah yeah my husband um was catholic and then i like converted when we got married oh awesome very cool so her parents divorced when she was six and then after that she primarily lived with her mother so mora was a star track athlete all through high school uh and she ha- she was very smart she had a stellar academic record and that got her into West Point in New York, which is one of the best and most selective is, schools yeah. in the country. It is very prestigious. Like they do not just let, I think I heard somewhere they only let in like 10% of people. Like that's their acceptance rate, 10%. Yeah. I'm pretty sure because it's military affiliated, they do all these like background checks. Like yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So that's also too, just something um, to point out that like for her to get into West Point, means that at least um she had some sort of they did probably did a moral character check on her so that's well, just something ha- to think about you have to have either a congressman or a senator from your home state recommend you oh like, yeah you have to that's like that. mm-hmm. so you have to have them recommend you on top of making sure you have good grades you're physically able to do it um because yeah. they have to essentially they do boot camp right before their semester starts so like the six weeks of basic training is done like they go to school at the end of june yeah so these are good things to remember about her character once we get more into um the story okay continue right yeah she was like a parent's dream basically growing up yeah a good athlete good academics pretty much stayed out of trouble from what it seems like yeah so she went to West Point and she was studying chemical engineering. She was there for three semesters before she like had this huge change of heart and decided she wanted to go into nursing. So then well, she- Okay, wait, sorry. So to cut you off really quick. So in, I want to say two of the podcasts I listened to. So I listened to um, Crime Junkies podcast and The Mile Higher, uh, which is Kendall Ray. I don't know if you 
uh do you ever listen to the, her or watch i've never her listened YouTube? no uh she's actually kendall ray is how i she's the one that I first started getting into it on youtube anyway so I listen to them so what they according to their research they said that she left um west point because she got in trouble for stealing something out of um fort oh gosh why can i remember it Fort my what okay one second fort myers i believe is what it was the okay a okay ah sorry everybody (laughs) um and i want to bring this up because this kind of also um this kind of also uh goes into maybe her state of mind uh fort knox Okay. Knox. so she stole something out of fort knox and um they told her to take a leave of absence and that's when she went to um oh. went to umass well okay mm-hmm. so here's the thing though when um and crime junkie said this so when the information about her first came out no one knew that little side note and some other things that they said um that I don't know if you'll get into it, but if not, I'll bring it up. But everybody just knew her as this like picture perfect daughter. No one knew about her saying something from Fort Knox. Um, but then eventually more information started to come out. So then it kind of changed, shifted people's opinions and it kind of shifted how things were. But she saw something from Fort Knox. And when her friend asked her like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? She was like, um, I don't know. I just, I just did it. And it's interesting that she would do that because she one goes to West Point and obviously that's going to be something that they're going to like you're going to get in trouble for that and then it seemed very much out of her character that's what everyone every podcast that mentioned it that's what they said like it was very much out of her character yeah I mean the military takes stuff really seriously yeah held to a higher standard than just regular civilians so yeah so they told something like stealing is like bad bad when she's yeah at West Point yeah and that's why I mean you know trying to think about her during that time um like why would you do that I know that people growing up they would steal things for the thrill of it but I just don't understand like you have so much to lose we why would you outgrow it like the fact yeah. that she's doing it while a cadet at West Point or like yeah. right after like like there was to, like when you go to West Point, there's small. yeah. Well, when you go to West Point, like there's some level of maturity, you know. Yes, you have to have, and the fact that her being young twenties is still still stealing, like there's something not quite right, like maturity wise, mentally, yeah, like yeah. not quite not quite right. Yeah, yeah. It almost seems to me like this kind of was a the start of her kind of going down a different path like yes. than she was yes and that's what I think that was the point everyone made when they were bringing this up is it kind of this is where it kind of goes downhill because like you said earlier before she was like the perfect student she did, had good grades she was um you know athletic she was everything almost a parent's dream pretty much and then all of a sudden in college she did that thing I like I think it was a third semester and it just I mean so many things spiraled after that some would say that the s word hit the fan in that situation (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. no that's yeah yeah. and it just kept spinning (laughs) yeah I mean the fact too that she 
kind of she sort of did a 180 she went yeah. from West Point to UMass Amherst which great school but very different from West Point right you know? oh yes. yeah West Point yeah and <laughs> yeah, changed I, her major to something completely yep. different yeah it's like, yeah she she stole and then now all of a sudden she's just like doing a 180 so yeah. I, it's probably this is kind of the start of it I yeah guess. yeah and you go from West Point being very strict discipline to um, I don't know if we have any Amherst people listening, but like Amherst is kind of like the party school in Massachusetts. Oh, is, is it? My I understanding? didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that either. I had looked there for grad school and um, it's kind of like out in the middle of nowhere and, and it's usually, very different from West Point. Yeah. And usually if a school's in the middle of nowhere, there's only a couple of things you can do. Study, and drink and drugs. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. That is okay. This is, um, okay. This is why I think it's good to talk about it and different people because you Vic know things, for example, about West Point and about UMass that we had no idea. And that's how this makes us different. Okay. Well, like, and I would say my whole West Point deep dive is from a sociology class where we like read a book following like cadets for four years. Oh, that's, Mm -hmm. it was such an interesting book. Yeah. All right, Abby. All right, back to it. Uh, so where like things started to get weird was on Thursday, February 5th, 2004. I mean, she was kind of on this like downward spiral almost, it seems like, but this mm-hmm. is the day when like people started noticing she's acting weird, something's going on. So on February 5th, 2004, uh, Maura was at work at the time and she spoke on the phone with her older sister, Kathleen. I guess they talked about Kathleen's relationship problems with her fiance or something like that. Uh, yeah. Around then 10.30 p.m., Maura was working and she just broke down crying and her supervisor came to her desk like to ask what was wrong and she was like inconsolable. And then when she like finally calmed down, she just like zoned out and was like not responsive and her supervisor didn't really know what to do. So they had someone escort her back to her dorm at the this was like a few hours later at 1 20 a.m and when she was asked what was wrong she just said my sister and nobody really knew for a long time what they talked about on the phone until like years later when her sister Kathleen explained that at the time she was a recovering alcoholic and she had just been discharged from a rehab clinic earlier that evening before they had that phone call and I guess on her way home, her fiance took her to a liquor store, which caused her to like freak out. And that's why she called Mora. It's, uh, it's interesting to me because that she had this just kind of strange reaction to that. Yeah. Like, okay. So in the documentary I watched on Peacock, which was free by the way, um, they interviewed the sister. I didn't finish it. Um, but in the episode I saw, they interviewed the sister and the lady interviewer, she was like, yeah, like, if I heard that information, I understand, like, my, I would have a bad reaction, too, trying to get the sister to, like, I guess, it seemed like she was trying to get the sister to, like, understand, like, maybe understand why she was so upset, but I just don't know if that was the appropriate response to your sister. Not saying that you wouldn't be upset, I'm not saying that at well, all. Well, what just was saying- the response? So, yeah, I don't think you're clarifying that. She was like sobbing and or she was like crying, sobbing, and everything. And then she okay, just okay. was catatonic. Okay, okay, Is that I'm the right word? 
Yeah, yeah she was just zoned out, not responsive. Yeah. Nobody really knew what to do or what was happening. Yeah. I, I just think it's kind of odd. Yeah, that just seemed like a, a strange reaction. I mean, I, I'm trying to think, like, if my brother was an alcoholic and all of a sudden he relapsed or, well, she didn't even relapse. She just implied or, like, she just went to a liquor store or something like that. I don't know if that would be my initial reaction. I think it would be for me more concern. Yeah. I don't think I would start sobbing at all. No. Yeah. I don't think that I would either. I would more be like, who can I reach out to, to like, make sure he's okay. Like, yeah. Out. But yeah, I mean, we all react to things differently. So That's true. Who knows? <laughs> but I also think that like kind of leads me to almost wonder if that was really the truth. Cause I mean, sometimes you just, and I'm not saying it's right, but like, maybe you don't want to talk about something. So you just make something up. Like maybe something else was going on and she didn't want to say, maybe it was boyfriend trouble. And like, I know that like, if I was having boyfriend trouble, I don't really like to tell people. Like, I'd just be like, I don't know, it's X, Y, and Z. So maybe it was something like that. I don't know. I just, I'm very skeptical of that was the real reason. I believe that's what she said. I just don't know if that was really the reason. It could have just been something that pushed her over the edge too. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. Yeah. Okay. So then we're going to jump to Saturday, February 7th, which is two days later. Mora's dad, Fred, came to visit her in Amherst. Uh, and they went car shopping that afternoon. And then they went to dinner with one of Mora's friends. Mora then dropped her dad off at his motel room and she borrowed his Toyota Corolla to get back to campus because she was going to go to a party in her dorm. She arrived at the party at 10.30 p.m. Wait, pause for two seconds. I want to add, I don't remember which podcast it was, but someone said, and I think this is like very strange and an important thing to say, or just to talk about the dynamic of her and her father. He went there. Is she under, I believe she's underage, right? She's 20 or 21. She was born in 82. This was 2000. So she's 22 at this time. She's 22. Okay. So maybe, yes, it's not that weird, but like he went with her to buy alcohol, let her borrow the car. And like, to me, it's just kind of like, well, first of all, I think it's kind of strange if your parents go with you to get alcohol, but everybody has a different relationship with their parents, but it wouldn't be strange in my family. <laughs> okay. To me, that'd just be really well anyway. So, okay. So that was one thing, but then also to the idea that like, he's expecting her to come back with the car that night after he knew she was drinking because he went with her to get the alcohol so I just think that's a little odd that's a little strange to me maybe he was expecting her to stay over but I don't know yeah I thought it was odd too that she's going to a party like presumably she's going to be drinking he gave her the car I was yeah, like maybe like he, he just should expected her to her keep the car overnight or yeah I, I don't know but yeah, I feel I thought like that was a little strange and too. he should like if it was my child I would have dropped them off and then I would have kept the car because at least I know that like I like my child's not going to yeah. drink and drive in my car like I didn't at least that's the least I could do so I just thought that was a little strange for a second yeah. I thought she was like 20 but I guess 22 so yeah she was, been, I think she was 21 because yeah okay. she was born in May and it was so she was like was about to turn 22 okay okay so she was 21 so I mean that's not that weird then but I just think like if it were me I would have tried to drop my child off yeah and then yeah yeah so 
she arrived at the party at 10 30 p.m and she left the party at 2 30 a.m on that sunday so she at 3 30 a.m she was on her way to her father's motel when she hit a guardrail on the highway this crash was pretty bad it caused almost ten thousand dollars worth of damage to the car which that's a lot of damage that's pretty much the that's whole like car totally the car yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a corolla too so i'm yeah. like yeah i'm i'm surprised I, it <laughs> yeah i have a corolla and i feel like a ten thousand dollar damage to my car would be almost total like i can't imagine and also too it's kind of hard to really damage corollas too you have to be like like that's part of the reason why i like it it's, it's a safe car so you they're definitely yeah and i mean yeah. if she 2 30 in the morning after a party a crash like that you have to assume alcohol is involved right so i'll get to that so <laughs> there was an accident report obviously because it was a car crash right it, but there was no record of a performance of any field sobriety tests on her hmm. which i thought was super odd yeah that is weird okay because when the police like stop you they always ask where are you coming from? Where are you going? Yeah. So you know that they probably had a conversation about the fact that she was just at a party and yeah. it's the middle of the night. She crashed car. The obvious assumption would be that she was drinking. Yeah. So, okay. Conspiracy brain really quick. <laughs> I wonder, so Vic, you said you have to know someone, um, or you had to get a letter of recommendation from mm-hmm. your congressperson. So I wonder if she knew someone like in a mm-hmm. higher up type person and they kind of and to get that dismissed yeah to get it or yeah to get them to not record it to get them to not do it because all we know is it was reported that there was not one we don't know if there really wasn't one yeah it's That's interesting there's no record of one so maybe there was yeah. one i don't know but so following the accident mora mm-hmm. was driven to her dad's motel where she stayed with him that night and another just little odd thing is that at 4.49 a.m., she called her boyfriend from her dad's phone, but that nobody knows like what the phone call was for or what yeah. they talked about or anything. It's just weird at that time of the morning that she, yeah. she would call from her dad's phone. So yeah. just another odd little tidbit. <laughs> um, so later on that Sunday morning, Fred and Mora started the insurance claim process to get Fred's vehicle repaired uh he then rented a car dropped Mora off at her dorm and then returned to Connecticut he called Nora that er, Nora Mora <laughs> <laughs> that night at eleven thirty p.m to remind her to get the accident forms from the registry of motor vehicles and they agreed to talk again the next night on that Monday night to discuss uh, just the insurance forms and like how they were going to go about filling out and filing those. So then we get to Monday, February 9th, which is disappearing. Day. Yeah. It's so. also my dad's birthday, interesting enough. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. <laughs> so after midnight on Monday, so like very beginning of Monday, February 9th, Mora searched on her computer for directions to the Berkshires and Burlington, Vermont on like MapQuest. Remember MapQuest? Yeah, TBT. <laughs> My mom was like, still... wow, this ages this case. <laughs> My mom will still say stuff like, did you check MapQuest or something like that? And I'll be like, no, hun, just it's the phone. 
no so you just get, you just type it right in yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i would do without my phone gps oh, honestly i don't know how I, people functioned yeah I've, i wouldn't i've lived in san diego for over two years now and i still don't know my way around here. yeah i i have no idea how to get anywhere really other right. than like places i went to as a child yeah and i yeah. barely remember that <laughs> for real okay so monday february 9th like really late at night she makes these map quest searches then uh at 1 p.m she emailed her boyfriend quote i love you more stud i got your messages but honestly i didn't feel like talking to much of anyone i promised to call you today though love you mora so that to me kind of indicates that she's in like a weird headspace because she's not wanting to talk to anyone i if i don't know if it's about her sister about the car accident or something different but yeah she's obviously like not doing great that's a good point so then she after she sent that email she made a three-minute phone call to a number inquiring about renting a condo at the same bartlett new hampshire condo association that she and her family had vacationed at in the past which I find odd because if she's wanting to rent a condo, I I couldn't tell if that meant like a short-term rental, like she just wanted to take a trip or if she wanted to like actually like move there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I wonder if it was like a, well, anyway, we'll get to it. Keep going. Right. Yeah. So then at 1.13 PM, Murray called a fellow nursing student. I don't know that they picked up or that they even had a conversation reasons unknown, uh, at 1.24 p.m., Mora emailed a work supervisor of the nursing school faculty and said that she would be out of town for a week due to a death in the family. But that was a lie. No one in her family had died. So what do we think about that? Well, I guess based off her being gone for a week, that means it's just like a rental, not like a long-term rental. Okay, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I Once again, to the death in the family thing, or like to... I feel like that was just obviously that was just a cover up in the sense of she just wanted to be gone. And like the reality is you can't just leave your life unless it's something like that. Like you would have to have a death in the family or something like that to leave your life. Sorry, my it looks like my lights are on, but (laughs) you look fine to me. But yeah, like but being a student, like you can't just go, hey, I'm gonna take PTO right now. Yeah, like you right. can't do that. <laughs> so, like, if you want to take a break, go. Hey, like, sorry, I got death in the family. Like, yeah, yeah nobody's gonna be like, oh, well, can you? Verify no one's gonna that question it. Like, can that's kind of a not very nice thing to do when someone's died. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that kind of says to me though that she did intend on coming back. That was my next point. I was gonna say it definitely shows that like this wasn't you know when we get to theories one of the theories is that she ran away started a new life but I feel like doing saying that you're going to be back in a week kind of shows that you're going like you're not leaving for good it shows that you eventually planning on coming back yeah so then at 205 p.m Maura made a five-minute phone call can I ask real quick is her dad still there he left okay yeah he went back to Connecticut okay he, he left uh the previous day so okay. yeah so she she then made a five minute phone call uh at, asking about booking a hotel in stowe vermont okay 
So she's obviously like wanting to take a trip. I just don't think she really knows where she wants to go. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like Vermont, just not yeah. sure where Vermont, New Hampshire. Oh yeah. New those Ham- places. Yeah. New yeah. England. Sounds like she wants to go so, to New England. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't New want to England. go like, super far. She just wanted to escape for a bit, it seems mm-hmm. like to me. So 2.18 p.m., Maura called her boyfriend and left a voice message promising they would talk later. So Maura then packed her car. She took with her clothing, toiletries, textbooks, and birth control pills. And then the weird thing is when her room was searched later, uh, police discovered that her belongings were all packed up into a box. And they don't really know when she packed it. But there was an email that was printed off laying on the top of the box that that Mora had sent to her boyfriend indicating that they were having trouble with their relationship. Yeah, Can I think I say, it was something about being cheated on. Like, yeah. he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, though, like, someone who hasn't fully unpacked her apartment, even though she's been here for, like, six months? <laughs> like, <laughs> could it just be, like, a box she just hasn't, like, completely unpacked? And that's what I was thinking, because it was in February. So technically, she had only been back to school for a couple of weeks. I wonder, like, the big thing is, like, she packed up the room. But I wonder if it wasn't even that she packed up the room. It was just she hadn't hasn't been unpacked. unpacked yeah, she no, well, they, they also made a point to say that all the art was not on the wall. And Dude, I so, still have stuff right. that goes up on the wall and still down. So oh, I'm like, I don't know if this is as sinister as they're making it out to be because it's yeah. totally possible she just didn't put it up yet or didn't unpack the box. But yeah. the email, I do think, is weird. The email is weird because you don't just casually do that. Like, that, to me, that's not like she wanted someone to find that. To me, it sounded like she right. was leaving a message for someone. Um Okay, yeah. well, I need to know where she is to decipher this whole email. So, she okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vic's like, okay, but like, what's happening? <laughs> so after I'm on she my toes. Up, <laughs> so after she packed up her car, she left this around three thirty p.m., which also I find odd because campus classes had been canceled because of a snowstorm. So she's going on this trip but it's in the middle of a snowstorm oh, in, like, new england, in new england really doesn't can- to get away yeah well in new england doesn't cancel classes like like just for really a little bit of snow. Yeah, yeah 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 not, not like we do down here in south yeah <laughs> yeah for real no seriously like it has to be that's a very good point it has to be pretty bad for them to cancel class and she At, still wanted to go on this trip, despite yeah. the fact that driving was probably really dangerous. And I will say too, it's not too. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong. It wasn't like she was like she was planning this trip to Hawaii, like and it's like been planned for six months, and she's just right. trying to leave. It was like I have to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. like Which, she was trying to run from something. Yes, yeah, it goes to her state of mind, like the fact that she needs to leave this desperately. Mm-hmm. Because she yeah. was, like, planning it day of in the middle of a snowstorm, right? Yeah. That's what we think. That is what it seems. That's what it appears to be. Yeah. Okay. So then 340, 10 minutes after she left, she stopped and withdrew $280 from an ATM. And there was footage of her doing this. And it showed that she was alone. She wasn't with anyone. So then she went to a nearby liquor store and bought about $40 worth of alcohol. 
she bought Bailey's Irish cream, Kahlua, and a box of Franzia. Which is an odd combination. I don't care how you put it. That's a weird combination. Right. Like, I don't really know what her plan was. With sounds that, but... like, to me, it sounds like for multiple people. It sounds like you're going somewhere and everybody has different tastes. Mm-hmm. So you're buying for different people. That's that thinking. is possible. Yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, again, security footage showed she was alone when she bought all that. Uh, at some point in the day, she picked up the accident reports that her dad had told her to get, which that kind of struck me as odd too, because again, it kind of shows that she intended to like follow through on this conversation she had with her dad and that she was thinking about like her real life and not just like hyper-focused on escaping. Yes. And I think that's another example of she's coming back. Like whatever Mm. happened, it intended, she intended to come back. Right. So then she left Amherst between 4 and 5 p.m. Presumably on Interstate 91. She called to check her voicemail at 4.37 p.m., which is the last recorded use of her cell phone. Mm. And there was never really, it was never shown that she told anyone where she was going, what she was doing. Yeah. Or, yeah, or if any, there there also wasn't really any evidence of if she ever like chose a destination because so she guess- made all those calls, she was considering all those places, but they don't really know exactly where she was headed. So she never made a reservation. She just called to say, hey, do you guys have open rooms today? Yes. Yeah, yeah she I guess never so. made a reservation. Yeah, she never like confirmed anyone. As a matter of fact, and, and also too, nobody knew she was going anywhere. Like none of her friends knew it. Um, and then another thing, sorry, this just reminded me, um, in uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, someone said that she had called her friend before she left and said that she wanted to drop off some clothes that she borrowed from her friend. And her friend's like, oh, no, it's okay. You don't have to. That lives in the same dorm as her. Well, then a couple of minutes later, her friend had a knock on the door and the, a bag of her clothes were at the door. So that also is kind of like interesting too, that she was like, oh, no, I need to go ahead and drop my these clothes kind off. Kind of tying up loose ends. Yeah. Yeah. Which will go it's into one of the theories. There's a little bit of both. Exactly. It's a little bit of tying up loose ends, but also a little bit of indication that she is going to return to her life so like the, it's just a really odd combination can i say like one thing that i picked up on she packed her textbooks yes you go and you don't do that and you don't study if you don't plan on coming right home. i was gonna say if i was not gonna come back the absolute last thing i would bring would be textbooks i would be <laughs> collecting dust in my bedroom <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah okay so the next sort of phase of this is car accident number two. So at 7.27 p.m., uh, a resident of Woodsville, New Hampshire, heard a loud thump outside her house. And through her window, she could see a car against the snowbank. Uh, the car, let's see. And, the, and I will ask, this storm was hitting like all of New England. It was a big storm. Yeah, yeah it was in so just in Massachusetts. She, yeah, she had driven a bit, but it was still the the snowstorm was covering the area she went to. So this woman who saw the car accident outside of her house called the sheriff's department at seven twenty seven to report the accident. She, the woman, this is weird. The woman claimed to have seen a man smoking a cigarette inside the car, 
but she later said that she never saw that so I don't really yeah. know what, to do what that was I saw that that was strange for yeah. a myriad of reasons right mm-hmm. um and but I we know eyewitness testimony is not very reliable and it's, we, it's generally not yeah, yeah. people like, it, I mean and if you think about it too if you saw someone just for like a second and then someone was like, did you see this man? Can you describe him? You wouldn't be able to. Right, right. Like right. the human mind is just like the me- the memory is so and, unreliable. And we fill in things like our brain. So in another podcast I was listening to, they were saying that um, they said, they wonder if it was just like her with like back, because it was the beginning of phones so what if she had a flip phone and the, the, it was dark outside because it's in February at 7 p.m in New England so like it's dark outside at that time so maybe it was just super dark and she saw like a a flash the phone was on there was like a light and like maybe she thought it was like a lighter like how the old cigarettes used to be something like that like and your brain just feels like you, if you've never seen something before your brain kind of just fills in like okay what could this possibly be so it could have been a man it could have not have been a man like she could have been like like she like could a coat a hat. on like she yeah. could a hat had a coat on like yeah yeah I don't I don't get the feeling that she this woman could see very well especially if there was a snowstorm <laughs> right like there's so many things yeah yeah so after the accident uh like several people kind of stopped by and I more like begged one of them not to call the police which I thought was kind of weird yeah and said, well we already did <laughs> so yeah yeah a so, little odd one so- of the people really quick to it's about the police thing so one of the people he stopped and he was a bus driver and for like a school bus driver Mm -hmm. and um I've seen the picture of him because they mentioned and he does not to his not on purpose like not to be mean to him but he did look kind of like scared kind of like red alert red alert and he wanted to call the police and offer to give her a ride but she said no so in so half of me is like in her defense maybe she was like okay this guy's kind of creepy I'm kind of scared um oh she not only did she say not not only did she say no she said um she had already called and that's how they knew there was something off because there's no cell service where she was um Mm -hmm. but yeah so then the other half of me is kind of like why would she not want help if she's in the middle it's the middle of a snowstorm she's by herself and she was in an accident and I don't know if you're going to mention it yet, but the there was a cup, a, a Coca-Cola cup, and inside there was traces of wine. So mm-hmm. she had been drinking. So all these things yeah. were together. Well, I guess with the drinking part, maybe that's why she wouldn't want him to call. But like also too, like I, if you know you're in that state of mind, wouldn't you want help? Like I feel like you would want. I don't know. And if she got out of the right. DUI before, I mean. I'm sure she really needed to. She could do it again. I don't know. That's that part is yeah. very strange to me that she didn't ask for help. Nick, what were you going right. to say? Yeah, we're going to get to what the police found. It's very bizarre. So at 7.46, so like not even 20 minutes later, the police showed up and there was no one in or around the car. They They saw that the car had hit a tree and it like pretty severely damaged her car. The windshield was cracked, both airbags deployed, and mm-hmm. the car was locked, which I that that to me, I she probably locked it. Yeah. 
Because if you're outside of the car, the only way to lock it would be to hit the button. Yeah. Yeah, so she had to lock it, which also kind of makes me think another thing. If she locked it, does that mean she wanted to come back? Like, and she planned on coming back to the car eventually. Yeah. So inside and outside of the car, they saw red stains that appeared to be red wine. And inside the car, they found an empty beer bottle and a damaged box of Franzia wine, the one that she presumably bought at the liquor store. Um, he found a AAA card, blank accident report forms, gloves, compact discs, makeup, diamond jewelry, just sort of an odd yeah. combination of things. <laughs> an odd combination, but also just, once again, just a regular, like, 20 year old car random stuff probably not the alcohol because you know it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to be driving around much alcohol but just having a bunch of random things here random things there also too now that i'm thinking about it, i wonder why she wouldn't take the triple a card with her yeah because you would need to know the number um to call and there's like a barcode you would need to know that if triple a is going to come and help you that's interesting right right all weird stuff yeah so the police also saw that she had like a package of wine coolers and it was like a 12 pack but four of them were missing oh so they were thinking yeah yeah it was weird so she was drunk she was like presumably drinking and driving so odds are she was under the influence and that would make sense why she was begging them not to call the police yeah 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 but yeah, so basically just a weird abandoned car accident scene and just no sign of Mora anywhere. So between oh, eight and sorry. Eight- oh, sorry. Go other ahead. thing really quick. So um, and then the people on Missy Mora podcast, they said that the time between um, so you said I think it was like 20 minutes until the police fully came out, but there was a time between someone saw her. And the police came, so somewhere in the 20 minutes, and that was seven minutes. So there was like a seven-minute window that she just disappeared. Like yeah. everybody, they they were saying that like every, it seemed like everybody like turned their back for seven minutes because where it was, um, if I can find a picture, maybe I'll post it somewhere, where the accident was, it wasn't like in the middle of the woods or anything. It was almost in a neighborhood. There were people who saw it. Like you were saying, there were people who saw it. So like she was there and people knew that she was there but there was a seven minute window of just like wait where'd she go yeah yeah so between 8 and 8 30 p.m someone saw a young person walking quickly on foot and it was kind of around where the vehicle was and he noted what the person was wearing it was jeans a dark coat and a light colored hood Hmm. he didn't report it to police immediately but a few months later he did so there's some speculation as to whether or not this actually happened or if it might have been mora or not yeah i haven't heard this kind of odd Mm. yeah that's but it's still something something to think about something for them to the police at least look into Mm -hmm. for sure so they drove around And they were trying to find her, trying to see if maybe she was walking around somewhere, but they never found her at 9.30, or sorry, at 8.49 p.m., the car was towed. 
um at 9 30 the responding officers left so it was kind of like what are we supposed to do this girl's nowhere to be found so just that's kind of how the night ended yeah and I think also too from their perspective they were probably just thinking oh this part looking at it okay this girl must be young she crashed her car she's drunk she's probably just walking to find some place to call it's not even a missing person it's just a car accident and we'll probably figure out where she is tomorrow when it's not dark and when it's not snowing she's sobered up and when she's sober she's probably gonna come and say oh something because apparently um that happens a lot like people will if they were drunk they'll leave their car sober up and then be like oh my god what happened to my car um so that they can't charge you with drunk driving the next day because they can't trust evidence of alcohol yeah right right so maybe that's what they were thinking just yeah that is possible so mallory you want to tell us about some of the theories of what might have wait okay so she (laughs) we have no idea that was it nobody knows where she is so they've never found like any nobody nothing nothing and this wasn't like the middle of nowhere it's like a decent residential area correct correct it was um, a neighborhood it, it was in a neighborhood pretty much now it wasn't like it was more of like waxaw ish i'm it sounds yeah like, but yeah 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 but it wasn't like in the middle woods. of nowhere where no. it's like miles between farms can no, i no, say no, like no. one thing that's interesting it's like if she was traveling to a destination why was she in a neighborhood Ooh, i've never thought of that because like when i like i don't drive off into a neighborhood if i'm going to like somewhere like it's like highways roads and it's like you said it's like a residential neighborhood it wasn't like it was just like a drive-through like yeah yeah I don't know what it's like where you guys live and honestly I'm really not that familiar with the northeast at all but I'm from the midwest I'm I was I grew up in Minnesota and when you're driving in the midwest it is totally possible that you could be driving somewhere and just end up kind of on a country road and sometimes they do go through neighborhoods so okay it's possible i don't know much about the northeast like i said but it, it is a good point it's possible she just got I'm off looking the road up a, and wasn't really even sure where she was going i'm looking up a picture really quick just to see um okay okay so yeah i mean okay Vic that was a good point but okay I'm just gonna send it to you guys because if I show you on the screen it's not gonna um so it was kind of like a neighborhood you could drive through yeah yeah I think that you yeah I guess um I'm sending it to both of you I'm just saying like usually like a neighborhood they don't plan neighborhoods around major highways yeah that's a good point it's kind of like my only like thought it's like usually because of like the noise issues yeah it's not usually around major highways it this it gives me very uh waxaw um weddington vibes okay um so like 
the where it circle is where the car was found that the red circle yeah so, i mean i guess it's not like a it does look residential like a wide road yeah. yeah yeah like it's not it a, is possible she was headed somewhere okay. yeah. on that road yeah but no that was a good point um i'm just looking at it and it just leads gets me back to the point that there was tons of people there like there's no way like that seven minutes is very interesting or even if it was 20 minutes where nobody saw it's just very interesting like what could have happened in that short amount of time that absolutely nobody saw or nobody knows where she is or anything like that especially because it was such a short period of time seven minutes that's a very short period yeah something crazy to happen that nobody very short period okay but do you have any other questions before we get into theories and then you can tell us your theory okay um so uh, she just vanished and then was like never there's obviously been people who have like been like oh i i saw her in canada i'll get into that in a little bit well i guess like there's never i guess my question is has there been any concrete evidence since she's vanished not even here's the other thing too there's not even a person of interest Mm. involved at all they have almost nothing yeah and that's why this one is so fascinating because it really does feel like she just disappeared out of thin air and there's been like one or two others that i've heard of that are similar to this there people just thin air no nothing no evidence not no they just aren't there what's Mm -hmm. the name of the guy are you familiar with the guy who disappeared from the nightclub in ohio I forget what his name is, no. but he's, it's a similar situation. He was, was out he, with friends and they just, he, they couldn't find him. And they were like, oh, he must've just gone home. And he just was never seen again. Was it the one where they're like walking and they turn around and he's not there, but they're like, oh, it's so cold. Something like that. Was that the one? I just heard one about that. Um, no, this one was different. Well, let me, and, let me get his name. Hold okay. on. Well, and I'll ask my last question. There was no evidence of anyone else in the car with her. There was no evidence of anyone else in the car. Like they did like DNA evidence, like making sure like everything that was kind of yeah. done thorough investigations yeah. There's on this. No They've evidence. been investigating it for years and years and they yeah. have nothing. Because this mm. happened in 2004. Yeah. And there's People no evidence. Still- yeah. There's no evidence that there was anyone in the car with her, but there we'll get to the other part in one second. Um mm. So oh, Brian Schaffer is the name of the guy. His name sounds so name does sound familiar. It's a was similar thing. Oh gosh, when was this? This it was around. It was 2006. Okay, that so, name sounds so familiar. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about the guy um, who was in a crash and he was on the phone with his family or something, and he said someone was there. He was like running away, but there was no evidence that anyone was there. And then I was also thinking about the guy, this one's a little bit more popular, where he was, he hurt his ear or something like that. And he was in the airport and they told him that he had to, he was approved from a doctor or something like that. He freaked out and he just booked it out of the airport, ran, nobody knows what happened. He booked it out of the airport and then that's it. That's the last, nobody has no idea where he is. That's the one I was thinking about as well. 
Okay. Anyway, the point is though, like this <laughs> seems to happen a lot, um, <laughs> but it really isn't that common. It just feels like it if you're yeah. in the true crime world. I just, um, I feel like they usually have something though. Yes. It's rare that they have nothing. Yes. Usually there's at least a lead or somewhere that they can think, which is why, which is part of the lore of the Maura Murray story, but it's also part of the problem of the Maura Murray story because then you have a bajillion theories. There's two main theories. um, And then there's a bunch of just random little ones. I will talk about um, the random little ones first, I think. So um, trigger warning. Um, One of the theories is that she committed suicide. And we kind of touched on this a little bit about how there were a few things that she did that seemed like she was kind of like wrapping up. Um, the email, the packing the clothes, um, not wanting anyone to know where she was. So like telling the, the, um, the guy who was going to help her, like, don't make that call to me. That also kind of sounds like that, but there's, uh, and then apparently she had problems with her boyfriend. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any like concrete, like, oh yeah, this girl is, um, going through that it did seem like how we mentioned earlier though that she was kind of going on a downward spiral um and you know I don't like well I guess my question is like do you think like she crashes her car runs away and carries what she's going to use at for her suicide I just think they would have found a body I was about to say that I think if she was really going to commit suicide they would have found the body well you know I say that so um there was this guy when I was in college at Seton Hall he's the only person I I mean I didn't even really know him but he's the only person I know that's gone missing he was we called him the Heelys kid like that was who he was on like um Yik Yak because he wore Heelys all the time so like when you have oh spotted the Heelys kid at blah 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 like that's what they say on Yik Yak I feel like every college has one of those has a Heelys kid a guy that everyone (laughs) knows about yeah (laughs) well apparently um he like disappeared and they never well but okay here's the other thing they left he left a note i was gonna say they never found his body but um they never they found believe, his body they never found his he, wow. committed, he committed suicide because of the note people assume he left a note and they commit he committed suicide but they never found his body wow but i guess that will be the difference between him and mara then because she didn't leave a note um was like there were body of water nearby it didn't look like it. Let me look at the picture again. I don't think so. I think it's pretty easy for them to cover bodies from that, though. That's what I'm saying. Because they float I, eventually. They eventually float. And sometimes they'll even drain bodies of water. I mean, yeah. unless it's like a river and she's just heading down river and like no one catches it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also thinking maybe snow it could have been mar- buried, but eventually the snow will melt. Right. um so yeah i just i don't think i think this is one of the least like credible theories yeah. i i mean like we said though there were things that indicated she was coming home and things that indicated that she was wrapping up which to me leads me well i'll say what my theory is at the end she was potentially trying to decide yeah. like she was kind of I, in between I think she was trying to decide i think that she was yeah. in the middle of a, a break i think she was having a a, a what is it um we were on a break <laughs> yeah but in your mind um yeah 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 a manic yeah. episode I think she was manic I think she was manic but we'll right, get yeah to that. I almost wonder I mean I would think maybe it would be plausible if you know she 
crashed the car and it was just that was just it she was just like i can't do this anymore i'm out of here if, yeah. if she intended on going back but then that car crash happened and she was just like i can't do this anymore yeah okay but that's a good point again, they would have found a body yeah and i i do think they would have found i don't think it's normal not to find a body or at least not to have like a note i mean because some indication some there would be so much more leading up to that other than like the tiny things here and there right um so that's one of them another okay. one um this is also a really poor one is um a police cover-up some people think that the police are covering up something um mm. because of how long it took them to get to the crash site i believe is one of the reasons but couldn't then- you make the argument it was such a big snowstorm they were having trouble getting there uh, of course you can. And like, it was like it. a super accessible area. Yeah. When it's more rural, it does take them longer. Yeah. Especially I, in a snowstorm. And uh, I think that that is just one of the ones where, so like I was saying, like people just make up stuff to add. Um, and then let me, sorry, there's like a list I was looking at. I want to, I don't. I only heard this theory in like one podcast, but there was a list. I'm just going to see if this is in there. Okay. It's not even in that list, but that's mm-hmm. just something someone said that people kind of think, cause there's tons of reddits about it. And they were saying like, on some of the yeah. reddits people were saying it, it could be a cover up, like something happened. Like maybe the police took too long to get there or the police came and maybe they accidentally hit her or something like that. And they're like covering it up. And right. because I will say her father does not think that they've done a really good job. But I mean, I hate to say this, but a lot of people say that because if you if people don't yeah. find their missing loved one within time, safe and alive, you mm-hmm. nine times out of 10 are upset and you think that the police isn't doing their job. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I can't even imagine how that would feel. Um, so another one is that she simply just ran into the woods because um, we saw in the picture, there's like woods that she just simply ran into the woods and um, she just died because of the elements. She got lost or something like that. Mm-hmm. But once again, I feel like we would have found a body. They would have eventually. They did very thorough searches of those woods. And yeah, nothing. I just, I don't, I think that is one of the sane ones. Um, and you know, there's obviously the one she was abducted mm-hmm. by aliens. Um, she just, that's what my boyfriend would say. <laughs> she <laughs> thinks abducted. everything is aliens. <laughs> <laughs> aliens have abducted her and yep. you know, she's, she'll come back one day. Um, but the two that I think are the most plausible, um, I will get into now. And these are the two that are, um, yeah, I think that are just most plausible. Mm-hmm. So the first one is the tandem vehicle idea. So Vic, what you said about, was there someone else? Some people believe because when the tracking dogs were there, the tracking dogs kept her scent until a hundred feet. And then it just like nothing. But I mean, you can also argue that like, maybe the dogs just didn't, couldn't go on. Well, I or- guess like how long could like, it lasts in the snow and like the elements like that true but that's just one of the arguments they had about the tandem vehicle that she um someone was driving with her and she got in the car with them and helped her run away and escape because Mm -hmm. they were saying they were talking about how um she was having problems with her boyfriend her life is going on a downward spiral it seems um can i ask one thing did they ever say like she was doing well in school though 
I don't know. That's unclear. I will say so in another podcast, um, but I only heard this in one podcast, so I don't know how true it is because that's another thing too. They were um, like listening to other, so there's like two different types of like um, true crime. There's like true crime that is like, they spend months researching something. They write out a script. They have done, they order, uh, some people like order the, um, you know what I'm trying to say, Abby, the thing that you have to order, um, the, the police case reports, files. case files. Yeah. Oh, and they yeah. spend and they like, do like a huge deep yeah. dive into There's it. those. Yeah. And then there's those that kind of do it almost not entertainment, but like kind of just like, kind of like what we're doing, kind of just like in, in talking about it, just to discuss it, to bring out just different topics. Just an so, episode, like they, like they have a new topic every episode, but then there are yeah. like whole podcasts that are dedicated to one Like case. a season. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah. I will say the only true crime I listen to is called Slow Burn, but it was like political true crime. So like one uh-huh. season was like the Nixon impeachment and next season was Clinton's impeachment. Mm, oh, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, so- the one that I heard that was more of like this, more of like entertainment. They're the only people who mentioned this. Actually, two of them. Sorry. It was the Mile High and Crime Junkie. So this aspect, um, I didn't hear for the people who did the deep dives and who take it very, a little bit more seriously. Like it's their life work. So this is what I, this is what they said. I am not 100% sure the validity of this because like I said, it wasn't in all of them. They said that Mora was also having a problem with stealing. She stole her friend's card. I don't know if you've heard this, Abby. She stole one of her friend's cards and was using it to order food. And she was buying like large amounts of food. Trigger warning again. The theory is that she was buying large amounts of food and she had an eating disorder and she was eating it and purging. Mm. now once again there's not but that hasn't been confirmed that that she was having a disorder like the um for example the documentary i watched and like i oh i also listened to like a nancy grace episode they didn't even mention this at all Mm -hmm. so i don't know how true this is i'm guessing maybe this came from like friends and um but all that to say it sounds as it like if this is true you are seeing that her life kind of is not going the way she wants it to go which makes me think that she could have like once again I think she could have been in the middle of a manic episode that to be all of this sounds very manic it sounds like she's in a manic episode it sounds like um she's just yeah um, has, it, has she had any like mental health issues in the past like that's been confirmed no, but statistically, um, mental health usually shows up um, in college. Like, mm-hmm. and I'll say even for myself, I don't think I was ever really like sad, like super sad or like de- the word depressed until college. And I think yeah, that, that and honestly, yeah, I was going to say, I don't really know anyone else who didn't have that experience. So I, I think a lot of this, um, like statistically, this stuff appears. Okay. So that's why I yeah. think it, that's what I think happened. Um but anyway, so the, all of these things, um, they said that someone came and like went with her. And then there's a theory that she might've also been pregnant because she was looking online. Um, it, she Googled like, can drinking affect a baby or something like a, a pregnant baby? So they think she could have also been pregnant. Um, so they think that she got in a vehicle and she just disappeared and they think that she went, there's a theory that she is in Canada because there's been some people who believe they have seen her in Canada. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and where she was, wasn't too far from Canada, I believe is what, um, where the crash site was. Um, why, so why are they claiming she'd be in Canada? Just running away to get away. That's like, just uh, where she went to start over. Yeah. Where she started over. That is what some people believe. Um, mm-hmm. so the theory that I believe, which is the next one is that she was murdered. I think that, um, something happened. So the crash happened. And someone nefarious got her in that short amount of time. Um, I do think it's kind of strange that nobody else saw another vehicle, like, or at least they haven't reported there was another vehicle. The police hasn't haven't released a lot of information, um, which also makes me wonder if maybe there was another vehicle and that could be a way that they figure out who it was. I don't know. But um, the yeah. theory, this theory is that like she crashed and somehow within that seven minutes, um, someone came, grabbed her and maybe drove her a little bit. Like maybe someone came and said they wanted to help her and she got in the car with them and they killed her and like put her body someplace else. Um, and it could just be what I'm thinking. I don't know if you guys know about Israel Keys. Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. So I'm, so Israel Keys was a serial killer who had like murder kits buried all throughout was it the West Coast or like the U.S. in general? I don't. I don't really know a lot about it. I have heard okay. him. <laughs> I think I want to say it was the West Coast, but we can talk about him another day. But like, yeah. the point is, like, he was a serial killer that would just go to different states, and he had murder kits hidden places, and would just murder people. So it was kind of hard. Like, you couldn't put it all together because it was just all they were all separated. So that's why I'm thinking it could be something along those lines. Something like that could have happened yeah, to her. And I guess it would be easy to target because it's like a snowstorm. No one else is on the road. Yeah, no one else is on the road. Um she's by herself. Like I think it would be and honestly like get in my car. I have a gun. You're not gonna that doesn't take seven minutes to do that can take no less than a minute. Someone could look away and look back and all of a sudden she's gone and the car is gone. I think that's probably the one I would believe too. Yeah. She got in a car with someone, whether she was hitchhiking or someone just pulled over and snatched her or whatever it is. And it just went undetected. So they don't even have a suspect or anything. Yeah. Especially because it was the middle and it seemed like it was a perfect storm. So my full theory is she was in the middle of a manic episode. She decided she wanted to just get away for a week, which I mean, I've felt that way before. I've never actually gone through with it, but I definitely know how that feels to be in the middle of just so many. I mean, she crashed the car and I'm sure like, I know that when I've done things that I know I can make things a bigger deal than they are. So maybe she made it a bigger deal. Like, oh gosh, I, all I do is hurt people. I crash this car, something like that. She's in the middle of a manic episode. She's, you know, doing all these things. She's just all this stuff, making calls. And she's just, especially because she, Nikki made a good point. She just left in the middle of a snowstorm. Like she's yeah. just up and left. Like she was really, really desperate to get out of there. Exactly. A lot of stuff in her life I mean, none of it's really verified, but a lot of stuff in her life was kind of piling up, it seemed. Like exactly. Her so boyfriend, just... crashing the car, her mental health, whatever yeah. it might be. Some people say she was drinking a lot. She might have kind of, you know, gotten a little lost in drinking too much. And Because her family stuff... does have history in alcoholism. I do yeah. know that. Yeah. 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 All of that stuff added together could have led to her just being like, I need to get out of here. Yes, exactly. So I think that was, and the plan was to eventually come back, but she met, something happened and she met her demise. I think she could be, you know, there's 
thousands of Jane Doe's all across the country. I well, no, I guess not because her fingerprints and all that stuff is in CODIS now. But like, I it wouldn't surprise me if in a couple of years we find her body somehow. I do. I think she just the plan yeah. was to come back. Something happened, and now she's she's yeah. gone. And whoever it is, clearly this was not their first that's another thing too clearly whoever it was it was not their first time i don't mm-hmm. i think this was a spur of the moment i don't think anyone was like stalking her right. or anything like that i think it was a spur of the moment and because it was spur of the moment and they did such a good job covering up i think it was not their first time just that's saw the favorite. opportunity and did it i agree mm-hmm. i think you're right mm-hmm. did they I, start- I also i think this case is gonna get solved I, really I think do. so too. I, I think point. so too. Mm-hmm. Because here's the other thing too. Like, like I've been saying this whole time. This is probably one of the most covered cases, even though people are obsessed with this. Yeah, thing. I mean, this the people who did the missing Murray, like they quit their like this was their job. They this became is, obsessed. Yeah. People have written books about it, and that's another thing too. This guy, and I don't even really want to get into it because, like, I think it's so disrespectful. But he made allegations about what how her dad treated her in like a not nice way. You can whatever yeah. you're thinking is what he said. Whatever mm-hmm. you're thinking, and I think that's so disrespectful. But anyway, like my whole point being, like people, web sleuths solve crimes all the time. I think that's how yeah so I I think we're going to it's going to be solved and we're going to figure it out I think it's a matter of just one person figure like say what happened because at the end of the day like there had to have been one person because the only thing to me um her right into the woods and or um suicide those are the only ones that would not involve anyone else but mm-hmm. we would have found the body there's no right. way we would not have found the body we would have found the body and also too yeah so there mm-hmm. has to be one other person who has seen saw seen something did something like it's i think it's going to be solved and it's going to be very interesting did they search the houses like no okay so mm-hmm. here's another thing in the documentary i was watching um the guy in the bus that offered to help her and she said no and because she had already called just give me background she said no because she already called he went back and called and he had a common law wife his friend said well he's unfortunately he's dead now so when the documentary that i watched came out they couldn't interview him but his friend said that no one went to his house because he was a hoarder Mm, and the police never searched everyone's houses around so i don't necessarily know if like i want to say suspect but i do know that on the um on the documentary they said that the police does not have any persons of interest so the police don't even think he's guilty or i mean why wouldn't you search like okay this girl's been saying it was like right here can we please search your property they need probable like, cause. They can't just search anything. They can't. No. Vic's <laughs> like, just do it. Like, we got to find out. I was just like, I was like help. thinking about who was the guy? I think it was like a, up in Ohio that had those three women kidnapped for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm like thinking of like a situation like that where she's just like kidnapped oh, in the basement. Yeah. And it's just like, she just happened. Like, she just, it was just unluckiness that that's where her car wrecked yeah because didn't she say there was one guy who was like a neighbor that said oh i saw her walking didn't you say that up front 
yeah but why would you why would he wait like seven like or a couple not seven months but like it's like a couple months yeah sorry yeah, like yeah. three months like why would you wait three months to disclose that information yeah. unless you're trying to get them to be like huh like mm-hmm. not think about like well maybe like she's around here instead of like oh no i saw her walking it yeah. kind of like so deters- maybe he was trying to get them to think she was somewhere else or yeah because i think when people because i think people focus on her because and like hearing you guys like it sounds like people are focusing on her like walking away and like she just like left the scene all of a sudden and that seems like the main focus but like it's all because it's something that this guy disclosed like two three months after the fact mm-hmm. that's fair that's a good point yeah so she could still be there she could well i don't know if it sounds well if, i mean i would be like probably aren't she probably isn't still there but she yeah, could have been there God, i hope that girl is not locked in a basement yeah oh, especially well. one thing in the hoarder got like i you know i don't want to like put it on him because just because you're a hoarder doesn't mean you're a murderer right. um but i i mean i feel like especially if no one goes to his house because he is this hoarder i think it'd be very easy for him to hide hide yeah girl. it would be easier yeah i'm just surprised like yeah. no one was like hey like you are claiming this no one's seen it like i'm i mean i know like why they can't but i'm just surprised they haven't tried to find a way to search the houses nearby because like the houses are out in the middle of nowhere they've looked the woods there's nothing in the woods so it's like okay like let's search these people's property let's search these people's property i just doubt that they have enough evidence to yeah get probable cause to search them i'm i'm guessing i don't know these it's definitely no probable cause. It would have to be, no. hey, do you mind doing us? It would have to give them consent. Yeah. Yeah. But then it also like one, the two, three, well, then also four, like the woman who heard the crash and just like looked out. Like if I heard a crash outside and I see someone crash outside my home, I would be going out there to help. That is odd yes. that she just immediately called the police and then didn't go outside. I mean, it was a bad well, snowstorm. I was but... gonna say the snowstorm, I think. Yeah. And then also too, like we're southerners. We would probably go out with like tea and like a blanket and come stay in our home. But like not everybody is like that. But I do like that in the Midwest too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I just might like regardless of like hospitality, I've been I would have been like like yeah, it's like snowing out, but like I would make sure that they're at least like not like dying right there, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, you would think. But well, I mean, looking at this thing, it's multiple people saw it that was what mm. everybody kept saying multiple people saw it. and looking at the picture again i think i'll put the i'm going to do a blog well i'll do a blog post about this a little bit and i'll, I'll put the picture on here looking at the picture again but, they go ahead multiple people saw it there definitely could be like they could have gotten consent and gone to one two three four I that, that's my them. thing too like when you describe it i'm thinking like houses literally next to each other these look to be at least a half acre to an acre lots like there's literally if like the circles where she's crashed correct yes like that would looks like it's just like two houses two to three houses but yeah maps so they were all at least alerted to it and that's what i'm saying like they were that's why i feel like it made a loud noise and i wonder where the lady's house was it made a loud noise so in my head i'm like i wonder if that also means all these people saw 
So all these like, but it's not like a hundred people that live on a block. It's probably yeah. like six adults max. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they could have. I don't know. Someone definitely like thinking about someone definitely could have and should have gone out to check on her but also but here's the other thing too the guy in the school bus maybe it's one of those things oh the guy in the school bus has her and then he just and like they probably know he's um safe but you know so they're like oh she'll go he'll help her they probably didn't think that she said no to him let me show you guys um um the picture of him just so you can know and I feel so bad because like um you know he probably was a good guy but it's just everybody that I talked to or I talked everybody I I listened to talked about how he was just kind of um creepy but I will say like if I was in her shoes like regardless of what the man looks like I wouldn't like feel comfortable being like alone with a strange man I don't know Really? Yeah, I'm very on guard with that kind of stuff. Also, yeah. looking at this picture, I absolutely would have said no to a ride from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad because that's just how he looks, but like... I know. It's just like, you just get a certain vibe from some people. Yeah. yeah. I will say, he looks like the basketball coach from One Tree Hill. Like, that's the like, that's how <laughs> oh, I was really? kind of does. Yikes. Okay, I've never seen One Tree Hill, but interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, see, I don't know, because I myself i'd be like oh my god it's snowing i can't believe this like this man i to be honest i think i would have because in my head i'd be like well a a serial killer is not going to be driving around in a school bus and if you pass the background for a school what time bus, of day was this at it was like 7, 7 p.m yeah 30 ish yeah but why was he in a school bus he had finished his route he was a bus at 7 30 and but well, they, they, they drive to sporting events. Yeah, I was going like, to say. Yeah, but that's I would, not that strange to me. I disagree because if school was canceled for her for this snowstorm, why would they be having a like basketball? That's game? a good point. But she's out. She's not. This is New Hampshire. She was in Massachusetts. That's literally next to each other. You said it was like this huge snowstorm that encapsulated all the Northeast. See, I still, I think it's possible, and I feel like that's a good point. But, but if like it, but if it, like the that, snow, oh, but okay, but if the snow was so bad, why wouldn't someone come out to help her? Exactly, because the snow was I so bad. I know because I'm, I'm thinking like I'm from saying. a selfish mindset, the snow was so bad they wouldn't come out to help her. And then they said, "Oh, we know Frank. I forgot his name. We know Frank is a good guy. Oh, there's he has the bus. Okay, who he'll no, help no, no, her." But what I'm they saying all think is like someone okay. else is doing something. Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is, like, if the snow was so bad that, like, the neighbor couldn't come out, why would they be having, like, kids in school and doing events? Oh, oh, oh. That, that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. if it no, was and so I agree bad. With that. That's a good point. Like, well, I don't. I feel, I wonder if it was. Well, and I will say, too, regardless, like, if they're able to go to school, but it's still a snowstorm, I would imagine they would cancel after school activities because, like, the number one thing is just to get school done. They want to do it because it's going to get dark, stuff will freeze over. Like, I find it very suspicious that a bus in the middle of a snow, school bus in the middle of the snowstorm was still out at 730 at night. 
Well, see, I don't, I really don't think it's that suspicious. I'm so I'm thinking of possible reasons. Maybe because the snowstorm was bad, they were trying to get everybody home and it was taking longer. Yeah. I feel like that's possible. Possibly maybe he was driving. Maybe it's one of those play, school systems where you can drive it to your house. And maybe he went somewhere and he was driving to driving it home because he lived in one of those houses. Like that was the other thing too. Like he, he lived in that, in one of these that was on the but map. So if he was coming home, that's still late to get home after dropping kids off. Yeah. But I'm thinking like, what if it was just like a really bad, well, okay. But what if he dropped them off at like, he finished dropping them all off at five and the storm was really bad. He's going slow yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah. i don't know that's so like awesome. if it were me like this is what i was thinking if it were me i would think okay he drives a bus for a school so he had to pass some sort of background check to be around the kids i don't think they really do that they probably do now i don't know i about certainly that hope so yeah <laughs> that <laughs> i mean they do for churches like to work in the children's church you have to pass background i mean check. my school bus driver driver in middle school was on drugs so well i don't really know you know what that no this is good for me to know because like i said i would have gotten in the bus with him but now that i know that like stop doing this i think i probably probably would have just gotten back in the car and waited for the police like but okay but the thing is if he's gonna attack you i mean all he's doing is just shoot through the car i don't know like i don't know oh well and that's why some people think like she might have been scared so that's why she went into the woods and then she got lost or whatever. But once again, we already discussed, she would have found the body. But yeah, so um, let's wrap this up. Anybody have closing thoughts? And then we're going to go with our OG lesson of the night. Uh, I think she's in one of those houses. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Or be. like, I'm curious to see if someone has like moved out of one of those houses. Like you can look it up on Zillow and like, look like, I'll bet you money. Someone moved out of you, them within like a couple months. So you really, they, you think that one of those people in the in these houses took her? Yeah, because it makes no sense if you if you don't find the body. Wow, I I don't think I've heard anyone say because that. Because I am curious to see too. Because they said it took like a hundred feet. Where was a hundred feet towards the woods? Like oh, toward the a home? Yeah. Mm, okay. And that's why it's good. That's why it's okay to listen to multiple podcasts about one topic because you're going to hear things you haven't heard before. Okay. So you All think right. she's in the houses? Where do you think? Abby? Well, I, or like owner of the house, like they probably have like moved since. Oh so yeah. Like Everybody's try. definitely moved. I'm sure. Since yeah. then, that was over 10 years ago. Unless think, she's still there. I think she got picked up by someone. Yeah. I think someone drove by or she was hitchhiking and she ended up getting in a car with someone and they did something to her. I think that's what happened. Yeah, I do too. I think it was one of those things where one of those serial killers that goes to multiple states and we're not going to find out about them for a couple of years. And then he's going to say maybe for when he's when they finally find him in jesus name um they finally find him and they stop him and then he's going to be like i want time i have a special case for you guys and they're like what he goes i know where maura murray is buried whoa maura murray is buried that was hard to say (laughs) yeah and he says i know where maura murray is buried 
and then they find her. I, I really think it's going to be one of those situations. It's going to be yeah, a I, serial I killer right. that has killed all across the country. All right. So, so takeaways. Yeah. So, okay. So our OG other girl lesson. We're, I want to start doing this at the end, everybody, just to like wrap it up and maybe to end it on a little bit lighter note, at least. Um, so I'm going to say my takeaway lesson is really just... Um, when you need help ask in the sense of like like I said I think she was in the middle of a manic episode and I think so many things were happening and her brain or just started freaking out and I felt like she didn't know who to talk to or who like didn't know how to have help didn't and I think that if you're going through something like that especially in college because like we said um and honestly a lot of um a lot of the true crime things we uh learn about when the especially girls when it is when they are in college it turns out there was some sort of like mental break or something like that um so I do think like if you are in college if you are in situations I really encourage everyone to ask for help even if you feel like you couldn't you can't and I mean I'm talking to myself too like there's so many times where like I've been sad or like I've been in a really bad and I'm just like I'm just gonna figure it out I'm just gonna do it on myself like oh my gosh like but no really seriously everyone listening like ask for help like this is um even if you can't if you don't know who to ask I'm sure you if especially if you're in school there are mental health counselors there um you can reach out to us we can do our best um you know can't make any promises but we definitely would try to help in any way just ask for help ask a pastor ask a youth leader ask the really sweet old ladies at your church would love to help you in any capacity that and I prompt like any sweet old lady at your church if you're like you know what I honestly I'm at my wits end I don't know who to talk to she she would love to she'd probably make you some food too um (laughs) Yeah, I had I had a similar takeaway. I I think too we need to realize that you're never as alone as you probably think you are. You know, mm-hmm. when things start piling up, when things start getting crazy in your life, it's easy to be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in this all alone. I'm dealing with all this stuff and I don't have anyone to talk to and I need to just get away for a while." That is not true. Yeah. Always have people you can reach out to if a friend, honestly, anyone, even if you don't know them that well, if you just say, Hey, I'm struggling odds are, they're going to want to help you. Yeah. Just, you just know that you're never as alone as you think you are. And you never have to just ditch everything and leave your life. Yeah. So I'll say you guys both took my original takeaway. Okay. Well, so that's good I, that we all us, Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> my addition to it as as like a friend or family member, just being aware when your loved one is going through a difficult time. Like yeah. her, I feel like it's so much effort to get into West Point and then to drop it and change your career all of a sudden. Like and I know, like, people, I don't know like people do that but like from like a family's perspective mm-hmm. should have been like hey is like is everything okay like why are you feel like you need to do this and just like it should have been a red flag for her family and her friends to be like something's not quite right here plus yeah. I think you can go into nursing at West Point too well that's what that's what I think it is truth about the Fort Knox thing I think she really did steal that because so she was asked to leave yeah I think she was asked to leave Mm -hmm. yeah because I don't think yeah she would just yeah yeah but I feel like her loved one should have noticed something was going on Mm -hmm. 
and been conscious of this. So it's just kind of like my takeaways, like just being aware. Like I know like we can get so distracted with like work and school and like social media and well, like it's easy to get wrapped up in your own life. Yes. Too, yes. Not really and give a second look to the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And so just being aware also whenever you're traveling by yourself as a female, carry pepper spray. Find some, some way to protect yourself. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, great takeaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think these were good. I really hope you guys um enjoyed this episode. Um, I know this is one like I said earlier that is has been covered a lot, but I mean, I heard a new theory that I had never heard or thought about before. I don't know why anyone hasn't looked into the neighbors. Like these are the only people that suspicious. I feel like you're the only people that think there's the only person that thinks they're suspicious. Like these are the only people that were around and they're like, we didn't notice any cars, any other cars drive by like Okay, if I was, like, even if I didn't want to go outside, I've been, like, standing at the window watching the whole time. Yeah. You know? Like, like, until the police come. So Until the police if, come. Yeah. So you're telling me that, like, like, and I would imagine, they're, okay, but that's something, like, I don't think anyone has driven by. So, like, why aren't these your main suspects? You're, these are the yeah. only people around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that yeah, that's I don't know. Very case in our because, lifetime. I would love that. I yeah. think I just solved the case. I think she's in one of those basements. Yeah, maybe you it. should email uh the police at UMass and tell all them. that hotline. I know. I mean like yeah. hey. <laughs> have you guys thought about this? Um <laughs> But yeah, so thank you guys all for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this, please like it, subscribe, rate, review, however you're listening to it, YouTube, Rumble, or wherever. Um, and also too, if you have a case you think would be interesting for us to cover, please let us know. That'd be really interesting. I'm excited for the one we're going to do at the end of the month. Um, it's going to be really good. Um, but if you have any other ideas or anything like that, please let us know. Um, anything else? Need to add? Oh, our donation. We started doing donations again. We are collecting money for um, feminine products. So pads, tampons, and we're going to, we have, um, the link is in um, on our website. You click that, you donate, and then uh, we will go buy the product and give it to women in shelters. Um, I think that's it. So bye everybody. Bye. Bye guys. I'm not recording. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.